Um, all right. So are we all good? We're, we're all here. I'm not going to say we're all good. <laughs> back to the Trash Watch podcast, where one man's trash is another man's treasure. This week, Brian took a swimming with genetically enhanced sharks in 1999's Deep Blue Sea. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's it, this is one of the like, it's, uh, it'd be tough to say Nair Down just for, but like Mount Rushmore of the like, dumb but super entertaining movies. Like this, this has a solid running of a giant shark head up there on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I wasn't sure if I was gonna love or hate Brian after this movie because I wasn't sure how like graphic and disturbing it would be, and yeah. like how much it would scare me about going into the water. But uh, as I described in our text chain, this turned out to be a mashup of like Agatha Christie's, and then there were none meets Scooby Doo, uh, meets Jaws, and I had a great time. So I, I think I think it's you hate how much you love him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He gave me left behind. He's given me this oh. like just like the best kind of torture, Brian. I think I might have a new kink and it's watching movies that you pick out. Well, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, welcome, it's hard. Brian. It's hard to segue back from that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you do make your partner watch a lot of these movies with you. It's true. <laughs> yeah. How did how did your Brian react to Deep Blue Sea, or did you guys watch uh, it together? He did not get to watch this one. I watched this one uh, with my mom. Oh no! And that was a great time. <laughs> so Ashley, I, I, I do want to go back though to what you were saying about we wasn't sure if this was going to scare you. Years before I saw the movie, I saw the trailer because I it was I believe it was before Wild Wild West, and I remember this trailer came on and. I think it's the shot of the shark like getting Michael Rapaport. That's like the sh- stinger of the end of the trailer. And like at the time, like you know, I'm I'm eight. I was like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> and yeah. like, so I was always a little nervous about getting into the deep end of the pool and stuff. Aww. But then I saw the movie and I was like, this rocks, which is much better yeah. than Mission to Mars, where I was like, this sucks. <laughs> well, and and, and we kind of talked about this in the text chain a little bit. This movie wants to be a horror movie for the first like half an hour and then it just dives into being an adventure escape film because there is not really a lot of horror to it other than sharks are going to kind of eat people sometimes, you know? Well, the, it's the note that I wrote at the beginning. It's because the opening especially, it's a shark slasher. Like that's yeah. kind of what it is. Although according to the trivia and this is wild, apparently <laughs> like the sharks have about five minutes of screen time. That's it? Why? The effects look so good. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the practical sharks look fantastic. Yeah. But the CGI is god-awful. I have a feeling Brian and I are going to have a lot of similar notes because I I watched this twice. I did the show prep yesterday, and I watched it again today to actually get my actual notes for the show. And I started doing a deep dive into, like, the history of what happened while making this movie and there are a lot of bananas things about this movie so and i'm gonna i want to jump into it yeah 
Number one, since they used they did use actual sharks uh, in the tanks when they're swimming around. Um, so they had to have handlers for those sharks for the scenes. Obviously, no one was put in danger, but the budget for this movie peaked because of the shark handling. So the bird, the parrot that's in this movie that talks is not an actor parrot. Somebody went to Mexico City, bought a parrot from a pet store and just put it in the movie. Like they trained it. it? No, there was no training. Yeah, yeah, that's all ADR after the fact. They literally just brought a bird, made it make friends with LL Cool J, and is like, we don't need a handler now. This is your pet. I have two (laughs) two trivia notes that I can bring up now. One is that it says, for one scene, Thomas Jane had to swim alongside a real-life shark. Quote, he was only allowed to shoot this once he had completed all of his other scenes. I can't imagine (laughs) why. Like, if you're an actor... And the studio is like, all right, for insurance reasons, we'll let you film this after you do the rest of the movie. Yeah. Don't do not do that scene. The other bit of trivia is that apparently this was the first movie Stephen King saw after he got yes. hit by a van. Yes. It says, my first trip after being smacked by a van and almost killed was to the movies. I went in my wheelchair and loved every minute of it. So Stephen, awesome. this is Stephen King, seal of approval. All right, well, let's get into it. Again, as we said, this is from 1999. It has a, a pretty fantastic cast, actually, starring Thomas Jane, Saffron Burroughs, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Stellan Skarsgård, and, of course, LL Cool J. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you guys, ladies do love Cool J. I literally was about to oh, say ladies love. man. <laughs> I love LL Cool J in this movie. <laughs> But okay, of now course, Ashley, she's a good church going boy. You can take him home to mom. Yeah. <laughs> and Ashley to th- to throw a little uh little wrench here at you. Um do you know that he was originally not cast as preacher? Samuel L. Jackson was supposed to play preacher. <gasps> yeah. I'll say worst movie. Yeah, yeah, a much worse movie. Yeah. By Leaps cool and has, yeah, he has just the yeah. right amount of quirky to him that mm-hmm. makes this this whole thing work yeah, and plus samuel so jackson is so bad be- so much better in the role that he plays like yes. yeah oh yeah <laughs> i cannot wait till we get to his speech because yeah. i have things to talk about and also oh, yeah. while we're talking about ll cool j and rennie harlan the director of this film mm-hmm. definitely on my stay tuned list is mind hunters Hell yes. Which features one of my favorite bad lines in all of cinema history. Yes, sir. That LL Cool J gets to say, in fact. Oh, um. so speaking of Rennie Harlan, another little bit of trivia. Do you know what inspired this movie, Brian? His love of feet. Nope. Uh, well, because I guess, that, yeah, because that is there. Yeah. <laughs> he he says as yeah. much on the director's commentary. <laughs> yeah. What? Um. So... I, oh, it may not be Rennie, but whoever wrote the feature film. Yeah, Duncan um, Kennedy, I think is the name. Yes. Uh, he was Duncan ins- on him all day. <laughs> well, he was inspired because apparently he lives uh, on the coast in California, and a shark attack body had washed up on the uh, shoreline. He saw it, and it inspired him to write a story about evil sharks. Well, is that the tragedy contributed to a recurring nightmare of, quote, being in a passageway with sharks that could read his mind, which better, even better movie. One Put way it in the top- movie, you coward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, these sharks are pretty much psychic. 
Uh, this uh, well, one note I was get to now is I was so mad. I watched this film. I was like, I know it doesn't happen, but God damn it, give me a scene where sharks are swimming next to each other, and you give me subtitles of them talking back and forth, <laughs> yeah. because that's what this film deserved. Like critters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, jumping into this. Yeah, my first note is I pity any shark composer. What are you gonna yeah. do? Like yeah. the definitive shark music has been written. Which else? Yeah. I will say this: this score rocks. This score is still. I mean, it's, I do love those those opening tones that you get over the. It's the logos. very John Carpenter. It's very like Halloween yes. kind of yes. vibes, and it really um, kind of sets the stage because it's like, okay, this is kind of this is a B movie. Like this is yeah. And you know it's a B movie because even the fucking shark movie that's about scientists and like super intelligent sharks has to open up with a goddamn bikini fuck times. This yeah. is my first all caps note. <laughs> this is how all horror works. People are sinning and must pay. I'm like, you're definitely oh. introducing me into a horror film because people are going to fuck and they're going to get killed. Like, Well, Ashley, I'm glad you brought that up because <gasps> any time in this movie, after having watched it twice in 24 hours, I have learned if you confess to have doing something bad or you do something that you think is bad, you will be attacked by a shark. It happens every single time. Yeah, Preacher's right. God is sending these sharks to punish mankind. <laughs> Does the little teddy bear have anything to do with anything other than just like a sad little moment when it finally falls and well, descends you into the ocean? Yeah. Well, you see, Ashley, it's it's clearly meant to be the death of childhood. And that's that's all that is. <laughs> I mean, if I was writing a paper for class, maybe. <laughs> um, I have no clue. It's so bad. My uh, other question is, is wine blood? Am I a vampire? Yeah, that's. I was like, does I this movie posit? Too. Does this movie posit that sharks go after blood because of the color and nothing else? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think so. I, th I mean, it seems it. It seems to me the the shark is already attacking. It's just the movie is very stupid and wants to get the blood in the water look without without actually having someone bleed into the water. They have another, I have another question I need you guys to help me get to the bottom of. Sure. Are these people having a party? I, yep, no. I, this is a classic all text, no subtext. This is movie. This is why Brandon likes this movie. That's it. Because when characters are having a party, it's helpful for me when they turn to each other and saying, we're having a party, man. It's a fuck party because it's it just two couples yeah. having sex on this boat. On way, on way too small a boat, frankly. I know there's no space there. You, there's no privacy. There's like you're rocking the boat. Um, so one like second couple, like the younger couple that were like the bro the younger dude. couple. That seems like an unnecessary judgment. <laughs> there's there's a distinctive difference between these couples, but <laughs> I want to track down these actors now. Keep going. <laughs> but like the so the bro, so the super broy dude. One of the dude is is more Ugh, slightly more yes. broy than the other. Yeah. So one I love. She's she's like concerned and she's like, "Do you feel something?" He's like, "Yeah, I feel something." It's like great dialogue, great start. And then number two, when the shark does attack, did you all catch that he falls back and hits her in the head yes, with his he head, and that's <laughs> the reason they fucking fall in the water? I'm like, this person yes, deserves does. to die. He, he does deserves deserve to die. That. You are 100% right, actually. Um, but I do love that. I love that the shark breaks up through the middle of the boat and they immediately fall into the water. Like, like Keystone Cops. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Now, much like Brandon, um, I'm going to pre-warn all of you. 90% of my notes today are just going to be questions for Brian. Mm -hmm. And this is the first question that pops up for me, because obviously what happens next is Thomas Jane comes up in a boat and shoots the shark that's attacking said boat twice. But does Thomas Jane just leave those people there with a sinking boat? Because we'd never see them again. He never references them. I'm just assuming that they're dead in the water. No matter they, what. I mean, they, they have to have gone back because no way would they be alerting them to the escaped test shark. Because <laughs> sure, the newspapers okay. find out about it. If Oh, okay. If so they, like, I mean, this could, I could see Thomas Jane leaving them to die because it's like no witnesses. This is also where I got confused because yeah. like, so Thomas Jane hits the shark, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, he saves them. These four people that you're thinking are definitely going to die. Do not die, which is nice. But uh, mm -hmm. the, I thought, I'm like, is this one of the test sharks or is this the shark that they then feed to the test sharks later? I like uh, this is one of the test sharks, which I'm like, how did it get out? Because like the, that's the whole the movie never the explains. Later. There's like a line of dialogue that kind of goes, <laughs> well, <laughs> Ashley, I have two answers for oh, you. Oh, it's a tri yeah. The trivia gave a. Oh, I don't <laughs> um, the trivia. I don't think said how it got out. Just said what no, it was doing. No, but I, I did a out. I did a little bit of research this afternoon. Um, so first things first, Ashley. Uh, it took me watching this movie twice to realize that the shark that they bring in in it later is actually just like a random shark that somebody just happened to find. They're like, we know that Thomas Jane needs sharks, so we brought him at that. The second thing is the Mako shark, apparently, according to Wikipedia, has a 12-foot vertical leap out of the water. And as we learn in a little bit at Aquatica, which is the worst fucking name for a science facility of all time, the fence is only eight feet above the water's breaking point. Right. So the Makos technically can jump over it. I mean, right. there. It, the, to be fair, this Mako is also... Twice the size of a great white shark. Truth. So Truth. It, it's it's got a little more little more uh, junk in the trunk to work with. <laughs> um, I just want us to all to appreciate because I put down the timestamps from three minutes fifty five seconds to five minutes forty four seconds. So less than two minutes of screen time is spent on land. This entire movie. Yeah. One scene on dry land. The rest of it out in the open sea. Yeah, this is where we find out that this movie, this dumb shark movie, is going to be about Alzheimer's, a fucking horrifying disease, and a really heavy topic to have a dumb movie that I love be about. That I'm like, I can't decide what makes it weird that it's about like finding a cure for Alzheimer's. I think it's just because it's so specific. You know, it's yeah. not like cancer, which has it was very like broad, right? Like it yeah. could be all kinds of cancers. But well, I think, I mean, like, and I think the Alzheimer's is you have to make it a brain thing to justify the sharks getting smarter. But the part of the problem with that, though, Brian, is the fact that like, yeah, I mean, Alzheimer's is a terrible disease. And obviously we would never wish that on anybody or anything like that. But there's no hint at why these people are specifically going towards like, I feel like for us to feel better about Saffron not being a total absolute mega c word in this movie we should find out that like her parents had alzheimer's or she, something uh, bad she, she does her life. there's a specific line about her dad she yeah. very specifically the, talks about how okay you she, hold on twice, hold on buddy. how the <laughs> fuck did i watch this in twice in 24 hours and not catch that chris i want to be clear in this monologue she talks about her father having alzheimer's and every day she tells him that his wife is dead 
Yeah. I'm just which seems I'm to be not the thing to do. I don't want to drag this down since uh, since you know since we're, right, we're, so we're, we no. always pull up trauma on this show. But uh, during the end of her life, my grandmother had dementia. And there were many times when she asked when my grandfather was going to come get her. And you do not tell her every time. Like, that is not something you do. You defer, you distract, you get her focusing on things that she can do. Uh, Yeah. yeah, that The idea that Saffron Burroughs, this monster, is like, sit down, pops. Let me tell you about mom. (laughs) It's like 50 first dates, but in the worst way possible. God. (laughs) How much worse can you get? (laughs) She actually, she's made a VHS ta- tape of her just telling him every morning because she can't physically make herself do it anymore. Here's footage of the funeral with you crying over the body. <laughs> Cry oh some more, Dad. Oh, There's oh also an Anthony Jeselnik joke that this reminded me of. It's okay. like, does she get weird pleasure out of? <laughs> like, oh my did God. the did the dad actually go? Did he actually like weirdly smile when he found out that his wife was dead? Like, no, nope. no. She's maybe he killed the wife. Life. Where's she at? Is she coming to get me? Don't worry, Dad. You killed her. You're safe. Thank you. Oh, what, finally. What I uh, didn't tell you is my father's nickname was Alzheimer's. Okay. Anyway. I still haven't seen The Father. How much, how amazing would that movie be if Olivia Coleman's job, if Olivia <gasps> Coleman was secretly the Saffron Burroughs character in this movie the whole time? <laughs> I, yeah, I can't bring myself to watch Father. He's like, Dad, Dad but... I know you're dealing with these problems, but I have to get back to Aquatica. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's Olivia oh, Coleman God. saying it, and it's super a, delightful. A stealth prequel, yeah. Little <laughs> known, that's in the deep blue universe. <laughs> what happens in the boardroom, the important things are uh, we meet Samuel L. Jackson. He's the money man behind the scientific research. Dressed uh, like a Ralph Lauren model this entire movie. Yeah, and he's like, hey, this is bad press. Uh, I'm shutting you down. She's like... Let me do a 48-hour marathon science fest. I will cure Alzheimer's by Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Aquatica, baby. <laughs> we're pull oh we're going to pull a, we're going to pull an, uh, an all-nighter just 48 hours just we're just all going to just like do a bunch of speed and we're going to get this figured out. Also, we're going to send most of our crew home for the for a day. Yeah, well, cuz you know, a skeleton crew is a lot cheaper to film than an actual full facility of people. also the plot yeah. would not happen this would not happen if there were people there yeah you know if, if my company were about to be shut down unless we like pulled off a lot of work over one weekend i would certainly let most of my workforce go yeah yeah so on the helicopter ride to aquatica we find out that uh, samuel jackson the was in a in the alps in the alps the yes. thing in the Alps. So put yeah, a so pin in ominous. that, listeners, because this this mysterious past. Ch- Chekhov's avalanche will well, come they, back. They, oh, keep, yeah. they, they keep bringing it up. Like People are like, hey, weren't you that guy who was in the Alps? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but this is also the scene where we find out that apparently uh, Saffron Burroughs, as Susan McAllister, this like world-renowned brain scientist, is also a bush pilot. <laughs> yeah, because she can. Yeah, she can do everything except for you know the moral except for thing. Make appropriately ethical decisions. <laughs> except yes. for except for uh, not tell her father every single day that is. Except for said. obey the Harvard Convention or whatever. Harvard Genetics <laughs> Compact, a thing that does not exist nope. and only exists in this movie to justify what it kind of a reveal. And- it's my yeah. favorite detail because you know the uh, dumbass screener are sitting there like, all right, this needs to sound like a real smart science thing. What should I put at the front of it? I don't want to be too obvious. Ah, Harvard. Harvard <laughs> works every single Perfect. time. Perfect. Um, yeah, I just, I, I will say this for this movie. The the scene, the scenery 
and the actual sets for the film are fantastic. Oh yeah, I want to spend a weekend on Aquatica minus the shark attacks. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's because they built sets. Like, if this yeah. movie were made today, it would be like one set of scaffolding in a green mm-hmm. room, and that would be the film we're watching. Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. And there would be no animatronic sharks. But you know what's important in a movie like this is obviously we have to get straight into the action. And the quickest way to make sure that happens is to isolate everyone and further isolating them than just putting them on this old submarine rig would be to what? Create and add weather. So weather is important in this as well. Well, it's important for three minutes. Yeah, but it it also justifies what happens later. You know, It gives us Brenda... Happy weather, lady, and she's my favorite goddamn, <laughs> I, goddamn character after I LL agree. Cool I do love her. Oh, Ashley, I just want to say, the point when I saw your message about the happy weather lady was literally seconds after she exploded. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, well, she's dead. For the, She's not long for this world, but no, yeah, no, she was a breath of fresh air in this oh. dour, in this dour, like, self-serious characters. Yep, she's and that's great. that's Brenda, played by Ada oh. Totoro. If anybody was big fans of The Sopranos, she plays Tony Soprano's uh, old, older sister in the film. Yeah. Or not yeah. in the film, but in the TV show. I, I want to do some quick hit thoughts on some things uh, that yep. we had. We don't need to get bogged down, but uh, they have this conversation where I'm like, this line was made just for the trailer where Sam Jackson basically looks at the camera and goes, looks like Alcatraz floats. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh boy. And then, yeah, we talked about, but these, these shark poachers show up with this tiger shark as if they're like, Hey man, we got this shark. I heard you looking for sharks. You want one? We got one. Come yeah. get it. Like, and it's a it's a license plate from Jaws, so presumably this thing ate also ate the McAllister kid. Yeah, Very possible. But, our, but the idea of these guys just out there catching sharks, like, oh, we'll take it down to Shark Depot and sell it there. And fortunately, <laughs> we know they buy shark. Like that's not how scientists get animals that they're testing on. And especially because this tiger shark is only going to be used as food. Yeah, <laughs> its whole existence is just to be eaten by the mako sharks. <laughs> but we get. The um the sweet shark ride to introduce reintroduce Thomas Jane. He's like, oh, yes. is he the hero? He's gonna ride a motherfucking shark. Let's prove that he is the hero right away. Um, but then he gets out of the water and has this conversation with Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, oh yeah, they don't like the taste of us. Only you know, like unless we're like seals or rich suits. And I'm like, why are you bitching at him? Like, also, <laughs> also we already established that everyone recognizes him as the guy who, like, had something happen in the Alps. Like, <laughs> if Jeff Bezos, like, saved a bunch of people on, like, a mountain expedition, yeah, we'd still want to, you know, tear him down and take all his money and redistribute it. But we wouldn't be like, what a fucking suit. We'd be like, holy shit, that's wild that you did that. Yeah, well, because everyone, everyone's acting like they already know the, the, the twist. Yeah. Well. And I kind of, I actually kind of appreciated that because when we get the reveal later and he, and we'll talk about it when we get there, I like to think that everybody on this platform has been talking about the fact that they think he did a certain act while in the avalanche that we are going to talk about. So I I just think, I think there is a, a certain level of that working out for them having that attitude towards them. It is a little weird that it's, Every single person on the platform. Yeah. It's, so it's let's much. get to every single person on the platform. So we have obviously Susan. We're introduced to Janice Higgins, who's basically just exists to die. 
and give exposition. And she's madly in love with Skarsgård. Yeah. Are they married or? I think they're just fucking. Because we get to the point where, like, I didn't know they had any relationship. And then after the experiment, they kiss. And I'm like, whoa. Well, the other thing is, too, (laughs) is after that. She re- she rebounds with Rappaport instantly, like oh, so fast. Well, listen, if if I've learned anything, it's sad times make people hornier than they're willing to admit. But speaking so, of speaking of Rappaport, we're introduced to him now, Scoggins, uh, standing on the I top know. of 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 uh, Aquatica, pissing into the wind. No, I thought that was Scarsgard. Yeah, Skarsgård pissing in the wind. Oh, yeah, because okay. Scar- I wrote down, I wrote down one hand pissing into the ocean in plain view. Skarsgård has major big dick energy. Yeah, we meet Rappaport when he's <laughs> when they, this is the one line they have where uh, Thomas Jane goes, "Hey, how'd that shark escape?" He goes, "Don't ask me. It was I didn't do it. Uh, I locked the gate. <laughs> I bet you can't figure out where I am from." Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's that's his introduction. She's like, "Hey, I I'm I know what's going on around here." And I locked that gate. It's fine. And then that's that's all the answers we get about how that shark escaped. Yes. And talking and about what- it with all the urgency of like, oh, the cat got out yesterday. Uh, luckily, he came back. Um, like, hey, one of our legally genetically modified super sharks got out. Uh, should we do a <laughs> like, quick all, literally, check? Literally was a second away from eating people. <laughs> but they were fucking, so they kind of deserved to get eaten, right? Mm. It's true that they sinned and they didn't ask forgiveness again. If no. you do something morally <laughs> questionable in this film, you will be attacked by a shark. Um, but yeah. then also that raises the question. So it's like presumably the sh- so is the I think the implication is the shark like unlocked the pen somehow, whatever. But the question is, why is the pen unlockable like that? Why? Why would that be a thing? <laughs> Well, because the shark, uh, now that it has a strong brain and can like talk and stuff, it just sits there and it like gets a little like, uh, <laughs> like a bobby pin and it like puts it between its teeth <laughs> it, and it, it just like rubbers its way out of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, I did it, bitches, because they're all female, which I can't decide is rude or a compliment that these like super sharks are all female. I just want to say, by and large, so, yeah, basically all this is done through Sam Jackson is meeting everyone. And then they go down the elevator and you you get like a spec rundown of how the station is set up, which I just want to say it's it's very obvious what's going on. But I think the scene setting works pretty well for what this movie is. It does. Yeah, it's it like does. this level is this level. And then below that is this below that. It's like, you know, where you know the geography of what they're trying to escape. And I think they actually do a pretty efficient job of setting all that up. And it's all titanium. It feels a bit like the opening sequence to a video game, too, where you're just like in the elevator shaft going down, explaining where everything's at and what's happening and how it's happening, where you need to go when everything hits the fan. If this movie isn't a video game, somebody missed an opportunity because there's like the level where like Tom Jane has to like undo the door before the Mm -hmm. sharks get up to the top. Like this is a total video game. Yep. I did not find one. I mean, there's no jet ski ending through a cruise ship though. Ah, that's fair. (laughs) That's where it's missing it. Uh, Most importantly, the last member of the crew that we meet cooking in the kitchen. Hello. Cool. J at Sherman preacher Dudley. And not only him, we meet his bird named bird. (laughs) <laughs> which I, as I text you guys, I'm pretty sure 50% of the dialogue uh, that Ella Kulji has is just the word bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this bird just keeps saying that you got a fat butt. 
That's like the one line they had for the birth. I love that he just kept yelling, eat my ass to him, too. He calls him a dickhead, too. I'm like, why is this bird sassing him so hard? Like, what is this relationship? And like, LL Cool J, like, feeds the little bird. And then LL Cool J, like, lips licks his lips. And I'm like, is he fucking that bird? And I was like, there's something weirdly flirtatious about this. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with it. If you don't pull Ashley saying, is he fucking that bird? Oh, that's staying in the episode for sure. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean just for all of us to have at the ready at any given that's time. That's my text alert. You can be your text alert. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, see, this is what it would be like if my cat could talk. We like we would we we're very close, but we hate each other. And then like we'd be cussing each other out, and then someone else would come in and say something. We'd be like, You can't say that. We could say that to each other. You can't say that. This is okay, yeah. So we're back in the water. We have our super sharks. Yes. And this is where you find out. And I didn't write this in all caps, but I do have a very firm exclamation point at the end. These okay. sharks eat other sharks exclusively. Now, I did a little research for this one, too, Brandon. Um, mm-hmm. Sharks actually do consume other sharks all the time. If they can't find, like, schools of fish or other things that they eat, they will turn on each other and eat each other all the time. But so these, that, that is not of. when sharks are fed by humans. If I were, if no, I, yeah. if I ran Aquatica, I would simply <laughs> get something other than illegal black market poached sharks to feed my sharks. And this is the platform Brandon will be running on for the 2024 election of. Aquatica. I promise you, when I run the secret base that we're genetically modifying sharks' brains, we will not feed those sharks other sharks. <laughs> it's a very narrow but specific platform. I will say though, like again, like the CGI is really dated in this film, but it is really impressive to watch them tear this tiger shark to shreds. It yeah. is just. It's kind of satisfying all the way around. That the, the front half of this film, as we said, is just riddled with horror-like stings and setups. Mm-hmm. The next of which is our <laughs> Doctor Susan gets called to the surface. Oh my god! One of the other like horror stings regarding Doctor Susan that we jumped over a little bit, which is fine because, but it I like bringing it up because it's a horror sting. Like she's like digging into her locker with the key that she like wears around her neck mm-hmm. and like putting the data and stuff away. And there's like a moment where she like <gasps> glances out the window and it's like the fish swim away real fast. Like there was a shark there. And I'm like, is there a shark just like peeking at her window like all the time? Because I'm like, I'll bet the shark is peeking at her window every single night. Also, if I'm living in an undersea, if I'm in an undersea base, I do not want a window where I sleep. I do not want when a... When I oh, run no. Aquatica, there'll be no windows into the shark tank in bedrooms. Unless that's your kink. Or at all, because as we find out later, it's a big liability. Yes. To have one giant thin pane of glass between you and the water, I don't see the problem, Brian. <laughs> but they call her up, they call her up to the platform. Uh, it's dark, it's spooky, and she gets surprised, not with a bad thing, but with a surprise birthday party, I'm which sorry, means this is a shitty party, <laughs> they were, which means they were going to fire her and shutter her life's work on her fucking birthday. Yeah. It's okay, Brandon, because her birthday is about to get so much worse. It's so <laughs> much worse. So much I love worse. that Brenda, the weather lady, had the flare guns that they shot off and she was like, prepare, 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 like Yosemite <laughs> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Pop them off, baby. <laughs> I don't want us to skip over the the what I wrote down is what I think is the worst line in this entire movie, uh, where Doctor Susan says, "You know, you wait your whole life for a single moment, and one day it's tomorrow." 
Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, that's that's the most convoluted way of saying like tomorrow's going to be the possibly the biggest day of my life. What it means is we need one more line before the sharks can attack. So let's just yeah. write something on the page and move on. We need to amplify that she is the villain and that she's only like hyper focused on uh, like yeah. this one project and that she will do anything to fucking make it happen. You hear that like, ADHD people? Hyper focusing makes you the villain. And they don't make a likable character. At That's all. why I don't do anything anymore because hyperfocus makes me the villain. <laughs> uh, we also get a, during the party a, a moment with, between uh, uh, Susan and Carter where they're just like setting up their weird sexual tension, anger that tango. comes to nothing. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the scene she confesses to making their brains five times their regular size, which I'm like, wait, how is that not genetically mod? Like, it seems like everyone knows they made their brains bigger but don't know that they did it through genetic modifying. Do you think it was just like good diet that grew their brains? They try to explain it by uh, Jan calls it a, cause I had to rewind. Yeah. The, Har- part, the Harvard like, genetics what compact. The, what the Harvard genetics compact. And you know, uh, they had to, they used a hormone enhancer to create this, like enough of this protein in the brain. But my favorite thing, which I need is a, genetic modification. Is it not? Which is just genetic modification. Uh, I need a ruling from Clayton. Because uh, Stellan Skarsgård uh, claims that back in like the prehistoric age, a time when the world was just flesh and teeth is like how old these sharks are. And I'm like, was there ever a time when the world was just flesh and teeth? I that's mean, a weird thing to say. That's, I mean, that's hyperbole. Well, Clayton has an English degree, so I guess he can roll in hyperbole as well. He sure can. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him right now because I want him to wait till next week when we're recording when he'll be listening to this episode and then he'll <laughs> run into the room. And t- so next week, check behind me on the video. You'll see Clayton burst into the room and answer the question. <laughs> Clayton, text me. I need an answer. At the end of the night, though, uh, Thomas Jane checks back in with Michael Rappaport and is like, hey, did you raise those fences like I asked you to? And I'm like, wait, the fences are you can just raise and lower willy nilly. Why? Why have them low then? Like, are you do you need the precious real estate? Oh, no, we need that three extra feet of fence underwater. It doesn't make mm. fences that it's important to note are not titanium. This is extremely important later. The top part is not titanium. Yes. The top part is just steel. Just weak ass American steel. I said it. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Tom Jane has a conversation with somebody. I forget who it's with. I think it might be with Susan. Susan. Yeah. Or uh, she says, you're a good man. And I texted you all that. I think that is the equivalent, the masculine equivalent of she's not like other girls. Cause like <laughs> just this, like, Oh, of course we need to let the audience know. Right. Like who this guy is. He's this a is someone good that you man. should be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's fine like, to be. Oh, I, just, I just want you to know audience. Uh, this guy may, may be a criminal, but you should like him anyway. You know, not like any other criminals that you should just throw in the garbage. That are not forever. human. Tra- yeah. They're just trash. It's fine. But this one, he's a good man. So don't worry. Yeah. I also, I, I have a hard time with their relationship because there's not there's not really an established relationship between the two of them other than he says are you going to take me up on that beer sometime and she's like probably not and that's it but we we're supposed to believe that there's a, a possible romantic entanglement between the two of them and well, it just doesn't at this work. point i mean take a look at him at this point thomas jane has had sex with every other person on that platform including ll cool j yes obviously yeah, he's uh, open. except for, except for her so he, she's he's like Look, I'm just trying to. It's it, she's his Everest. It's a goal I set for myself. I, I it's the last check mark I need, and then I can ride off into the sunset. I can get. I can complete my punch card. He probably had more fun with Brenda, the weather lady. 
So. Oh, Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Her, she yeah her, fucks. That's she a return wild. visit. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I don't blame her because uh, in the next scene, we get Tom Jane in a wetsuit and I'm uh, here for it. I wrote I down like everything they do. Like, OK, every second, like, is there any way we can make him more macho? He'll be like sh- shirtless, stabbing a shark underwater while smoking a cigar. And they'll be like, I don't know if the audience is getting that he's supposed to be manly. Yeah, uh, what can we do can we grizzle him up a little bit more <laughs> uh yeah so they're going to catch the shark all right science time we got to bring in one of the sharks so thomas jane goes down this like cross cage like this inside the shark cage to try to get him with his gun and this is where we find out that sharks can wreck these super sharks can recognize guns which apparently uh it's the one time i'll reference actual shark stuff but apparently it's not that surprising you can like train sharks to do oh, yeah. stuff and yeah so yep. it's not that big a deal they're like oh we know what that gun is but what is more surprising is this film definitely posits that the reason that sharks can't swim backwards is they're just not smart enough <laughs> <laughs> and finally we have sharks with such giant brains that they figured out the complex mechanics of swimming backwards and the thing is like they, Janice has a line where she's like that's impossible sharks cannot swim backwards they can't and it's like so the movie is aware that, that this is impossible I have a fun story for you um, so yes you're right sharks cannot purposely swim backwards but there is a breed of australian shark that can walk backwards and what it is is they lay their belly flat on the bottom and they can wriggle backwards and that's about that's it. fine but the, my point is that going back <laughs> the inability to go backwards is a matter of physiology Agreed. it's not that Agreed. there's like how do you go backward <laughs> how about just turn around <laughs> um, i'll flap forward but back like it's, that's not the problem Thomas Jane tricking the sharks with the scuba tank. Yeah, like this is... hyper intelligent shark falls for like a <laughs> like... Looney Tunes gag. Yeah, and, and how also did he... Looney Tunes gag? How does he get away? Like, how did he get away in the first place? <laughs> there's, there's, uh, no, there are other sharks in the water too. So it's like yeah. the other one should come along and eat him. Yes. Also, yeah. thir- follow up thing. You, you know, the best time to go catch a shark is in the middle of the pitch black night. Just when yeah. when you are at a complete disadvantage and they can see you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And they know how to turn off the cameras too. Oh yeah. 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 They cut the cameras. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did wonder because when he's going through the cage, you see the cameras, and I'm like, why are the cameras hanging on the outside of this cage? And then when the sharks attacked them, I was like, oh, so that way the sharks can attack them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they want to die. Uh, but for, for yeah, so he he tricks them. He rigs up this thing. They capture a shark and they get it into the like they load him up into the science bay with or the most heroic music playing. Yeah, and in case you forgot, this movie was made in the 1990s. I believe it's Michael Rapaport says, uh, "Did someone order the fish?" Yeah, yeah. The studio audience laughs. <laughs> well, the applause sign flashed. It's rude oh, not yeah, to course, Brian. What did not flash was the no smoking sign. Because Stellan Skarsgård gets out a cigarette in the middle of this pressurized room yes. and he puts a cigarette in his mouth and Janice looks at him and is like, dude. dude no, no, it's not on. just a dude. Her jaw drops to the floor. <laughs> like she opens her mouth so wide to communicate this? like, why are you smoking right now? I'm like, girl, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any any of us can actually open our mouths as wide as Jan opens her. Maybe that's why she's so popular with doctors. 
But I also love, but the reason, one of the reasons why he's smoking is because, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't know God made sharks that big. And he's like, well, God didn't. We did. It's like, oh, anytime you play God, that's going to turn out real well, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, you well, know. if I learn one thing from Michael Crichton, it's that science good. Yes. <laughs> science good. Uh, oh, my God. I, but I love, can I say, I don't know why, but I love the fact that their lab apparently runs on like a Star Trek setup where Hell there yeah. are workstations and only you can do one job at each workstation. <laughs> so... Michael Rappaport has to like send out like okay you'll have vitals uh workstation three is gonna have heart mod like the the brain scan like just sending out the different things and so they have to like read out the computer to everyone else in the room captain the shark's heart the shark's pulse is too high I cannot control it <laughs> she even says at one point I'm not that kind of doctor <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm right there with you too Brandon there's something about like these situational workstations that I've always loved in films where you're like, you're typing on one computer and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I gotta go to workstation five. And then you slide across the screen really fast and you're like, ah, and you go back to it. I love that shit so much. Yeah, but also it's not like physical machines. It's not like, oh, there's a pressure gauge over here. Like, right. they're just computer monitors computers. and Michael Rappaport has sent specific information to only certain monitors. So they've got the shark in this little like tiny pool held down with like the flim- one strap. <laughs> Yeah, like two straps of like one palm front. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so they run the test. They extract the protein from the shark this, brain. I how how gross is the sound of this drill like go, yeah, yep. going into the shark flesh? It's like the, nauseating. The folly guy nauseating. is like, I'm going for it. This is my Oscar right here. <laughs> it's so loud, it's so gross. It's like wet and crunchy at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> So they get the protein and they immediately apply it to like Alzheimer, like brain tissue. And this, so this thing, brain tissue. So what this movie posits, not only do they cure Alzheimer's, but they cure it in seconds and reanimate the dead because these neurons are not attached to a brain. I'm pretty sure neurons won't like have full synaptic function, just like cut off a brain and sitting in a jar. No. But this is, they're all celebrating. This is when Stellan just grabs the blonde's face, Janice's face, and just kisses her. And I'm like, holy shit, you're her boss. Yeah. And lover. Don't forget that part. That's important now. Like, are they, though? Because it seems like, up until this she point. She says, I love you to him. After the fact. After the fact. So I'm wondering if this has, like, been, a, like, an unrequited thing. What where if that like, was her oh. first kiss ever and she just fell in love? <laughs> right? I mean, I would. I get it. She's like, we kissed. I'm, it must be love. Otherwise, I'm, I'm a tainted woman. Brandon, she's just a girl in love. She can't be <laughs> held responsible for her actions. I'm just a girl standing in front of a genetically modified shark asking <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård to love me. Someone once asked me, what's the potion for love? Apparently, it's peppermint schnapps and menthol cigarettes. So, speaking of standing in front of genetically enhanced sharks, Stellan Skarsgård crouches down right next to this thing and is like, we did it, babe. And the shark's like, we sure did, chomp, and rips his arm off. What this tells me is that that shark really wanted a cigarette. Like it was like it's been trying my brain to quit. Got messed with. I need a smoke, and it didn't know how to ask for one, even though it's so smart. Ashley, so what you're saying is they they pushed just a little bit too far into the pleasure center of the brain, and it's like, yeah, I, I need I need to I need a cool long drag to get myself yep. through the rest. I mean, of the night. ignorance is bliss. There was nicotine on the end of that <laughs> that uh, little thing. <laughs> Because someone keeps smoking in the lab and touching everything with their nicotine-covered hands. No one, no one knows who, but someone in this lab. 
<laughs> just pan through all the faces. Stellan Skarsgård has four cigarettes hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> Oh my god! But I wrote down. I wrote down here. That's what you get, Skarsgård. Because <laughs> this. Oh my god! This evacuation. Like, oh my god! Oh the well. Whole first thing, off, like if too many shots of his his severed arm. It's so gross. It's so gross. But also, then, uh, in case you weren't worried, like I wonder if Susan McAllister is a little like morally gray in the pursuit of science. You don't say. Uh, Thomas Jane's like, well, I guess it's time to kill this shark for you know biting off a man's arm and being out of control. And she's like, no, get back in the water. I love you, shark. <laughs> yeah, he yells at her, "Are you insane?" And my response in all caps is, "Yes." <laughs> well, you know she's insane because apparently her idea of a skeleton crew on the shark lab does not include paramedics. No. Seems to me that would be that's that is the top of your payroll other than the boss because capitalism. This movie takes place off of the um, the Mexico coastline. So they're in the Gulf of Mexico while shooting this and everything. But they call for a paramedic. They call for the helicopter. It is there instantly, like right the fuck away. Which I, I don't understand. Like it, it would take forever for that to get there, and this you seems like I know how rich Sam Jackson is. <laughs> Apparently, man. <laughs> if this were a comedy, what would happen at the end? Because like the boat comes in. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The boy, the boat comes in. They're like, oh, it's the next shift. It would pan out, and it would be like they're like just like a mile off the coast. Like yeah. that would be the best. <laughs> yeah, you've, of it. you've seen it from all. You've seen Aquatica from like almost every angle, but there's one one angle they never show and like yeah, the ocean from, side yeah from where you're standing on aquatico you can literally just see like a mountain in front of well, yeah because it's he says alcatraz so it's just yeah. right on the coast it's just right there <laughs> like it's a tourist attraction there's a 70 year old couple sitting on the beach drinking mimosas as the sun comes up and they just see a giant ball of flame shoot up in the air go ah the sharks got out again <laughs> <laughs> experience of this moment since it was my first time viewing it yes uh, yes, so obviously so stellan skarsgård is dying because he's bleeding out from his arm Mm -hmm. and they get him in a like you know they they have him on a a gurney and they're getting him outside and storming they call the for the uh med flight and the evac and my note is maybe he'll get to live if he's life flighted off of doomed island (laughs) and then i wrote or not and then it (laughs) relates to um terrifying and then no wtf (laughs) because what happens is the life flight like they hook him up to this wire right just this cable so he's just like being pulled up dangling in mid fucking air and they move Uh, over water over over open water (laughs) right over the shark tank and it's like, and without without waiting until he's in the chopper, which, again, I feel like that's the thing you would wait for. Like, hey, wait till the guy's in here before we move. So they they uh, they, they move a little bit and then the cable starts to tighten. It gets stuck. So really, everything that happens after this is the Medvex, Medvex like fault because like the this random chance of the mechanical failure. Yes. Which oh. leads me to believe these super smart sharks, the one who broke out. That's why he broke out. He yeah. got out there and he sabotaged <laughs> his helicopter. <laughs> she's like, she's like, ooh, I got a plan. Okay, girls, sit, sit, wait here. I'm going to hop over the fence tonight because they didn't raise him yet. So I'm going to hop over the fence. I'm going to go to the med back. I'm going to sabotage you- his plane. So then next weekend we can have a real plan happen. 
Have you ever seen the video of the, uh, it, it's a helicopter rescue, but it's in the desert, like on a hike, this older lady gets it's rescued, spinning. and it's spinning uncontrollably? That's all this reminded me of. Yeah, and oh, it was yeah. Horrifying, horrifying, because the, the, the rope snapped, or the, the thing snapped, she fell into the sand, and then the sandworm got her. <laughs> and then it dragged the helicopter around and killed poor Brenda. Yeah. Yep. Oh, poor Brenda. Uh, yeah, this poor is Brenda. Because yeah. not only so Stellskarsgård is like now grabbed by the shark, dragging this helicopter around, and then drags by the cable, crashes the helicopter into the tower, killing Brenda and blowing up the I guess gasoline reserves they had sitting mm-hmm. underneath Brenda. Yep. <laughs> Which thank God that Michael Rappaport shut them down because of the bad weather, or else the entire place would have exploded and the movie would be over. Yeah, because the entire place didn't explode, I guess. Yeah, and they, and they all decided to just... It's a good thing, yeah, they all decided to just go all the way back down to the basement in the middle of this hurricane. Now, this is where the movie goes from, like, kind of an average pace to we're running a fucking marathon at top speed. Yeah. Um, uh, it and this bolts is, after this. This is when... Uh, I, this is my first all-caps note. If you, if you don't mind, I'll take this one. So this is what finally got me to write in all-caps. So they're back in the lab. They're all arguing about what happened. And they look out in the water and Samuel Jackson sees something. He gets them all to calm down. He goes, what is that? And what should he see? But a shark pushing the stretcher. The stretcher that Stellan Skarsgård was on. But that's not it. That's not all. We find out that Stellan Skarsgård is still fucking alive. Because <laughs> he's wearing an oxygen mask. It's the worst day ever. Oh, and they, well, it gets worse because oh, the shark, because first off, Stellan's Carsguard is now has a two for ruining everything because now the yep. shark uses him, flings him into the glass, this thin pane of glass, as Brandon put it, and it starts cracking. And Stellan Skarsgård is there pressed into the glass Still alive. He is still alive. He is a fit first in the middle of a pane of glass, and he is still alive as the glass is cracking around him. And everyone does that thing that you do when you when you see like the an aquarium wall cracking. They're just kind of like, well, staring and not moving an inch. <laughs> yeah. If I were in a, if I were in an aquarium and I heard a weird gurgle, I would run for the door. Yes. These people are yes. under the ocean. And see a glass cracking in front of them, and they s- don't move. Well, I have uh, I have a big surprise for all of you. Um, because something went horribly awry while shooting this scene in particular. So, when the glass... replaced Stellan Skarsgård with a clone? No, I wish. <laughs> no, no. So what happens, um, <clears throat> as they're shooting the sequence, the, the glass cracks like you see, and the water comes through. It had been planned out. Stunt coordinators were all situated. They wanted to do it in one take with all the actual actors in the film. But something happened. They miscalculated. And when that glass breaks, they dropped three and a half tons of water on all of the actors in that scene. Samuel L. Jackson was quoted in a a Hollywood Reporter uh, interview talking about that, that when it started coming, they all started running as they were supposed to, but nobody realized how much water was coming out, and they all got pressed and pinned against a wall for a couple minutes, and it wasn't good. And surprisingly, nobody died. That is surprising. And I they was kept like, it in the movie. 
I was like, um, so this is where the movie ends because this is too much water and they all die. Well, like- <laughs> I, I wrote down like I would love the alternate ending of this movie where the 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 all the everyone drowns in this scene and they don't flood the rest of the base, which is the rest of the sharks' plan. And so the sharks starve to death because their escape plan was foiled. And so it's just Ella Kucha hanging out with his bird while the sharks starve to death. I can I, I just want to make two points about this these moments because one, LL Cool J found a bottle of wine uh, in the yeah, kitchen. And it's like cooking not- sherry. He's drinking cooking sherry. <laughs> yeah, not as good. And number two, so when the shark pushes Stellan Skarsgård up against the window, it's mm-hmm. like the scene in Goodwill Hunting where he says, How about, how do you like them apples? Right? Like, I got a number. Like, it's a big <laughs> F you to all the people in the lab. And I just love the pettiness of the shark. Also, Stellan Skarsgård's still smoking. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the oxygen mask. So they they finally get out of that room. They're planning what to do. Like, okay, this is flooded. This is exploded. And they have the plan. We need to go down to go up. Because we need to... There's the there's like the mini sub at the bottom of the station that... Which, by the way, you've already seen these sharks destroy a lot of property. What makes you think that that little sub is going to make it? It's titanium. You can't hurt titanium. That's the Oh, that's right. That's what the fence is made out of. Mm-hmm. Well, surely, surely this time the sharks won't it won't be that smart. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to know, why is Samuel Jackson creeping? Because he's going down this hallway like he knows like he knows that Jason is loose in the base. And he's like, <laughs> I, th- I think maybe his like his internal instinct from the avalanche cannibalism episode is is like flaring up in him and he knows he's he's We're gotta not be saying on. L Cool J is the one. I'm oh sorry. yeah. Oh, L creeping cool J. around. It's too many L's. It's too many, it's too L's. many L's. There You're I said right. it. You're right. You can You're right. say the full thing. Ladies Samuel L L Cool J Jackson. <laughs> the J stands for Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L L Cool Jackson. <laughs> So L O Cool G, uh, the reason I think he's walking around like that is because he knows he's in a horror movie. He even says later, like, a brother never survives this kind of thing. Like, he yeah. knows he's in a horror movie. I even wrote the note, this is a horror film. <laughs> and he he is, you know, investigating this leaking hall, these leaking hallways. And, you know, which, first of all, my instinct in, like, if I'm in a place that is flooding, I'm not going to go where the water is. Here, Here's my thing. Brian, if you have a bird with you, much like you would have in a cave, if the bird bird reacts to something and tries to get away, follow the fucking bird. Well, so yeah, he the bird flies away, and Ella Cool J starts <laughs> looking up this staircase, and I wrote down, and my full note is, can't believe I'm saying this in all caps. Do not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I need to share, this is about where I realized that I was creating a pattern of just like one line sentences that describe all of LL Cool J scenes. <laughs> so I have a pattern here. It, this is where the Scooby-Doo of it all comes in because it's like the title of each of these little vignettes for LL Cool J. So the first one was LL Drinks the Wine. Uh, the next one is LL and the Bird. Uh, at this moment, it's uh, LL and the trickle of water, and then LL talks to God, and LL and the world's worst water slide. <laughs> series of LL Cool J scenes up to this point. Ashley, I love this series of children's books that you're writing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Just LL and the bird. If LL Cool J knows he's in a horror film, so do the sharks, because what do they start doing? <laughs> But knocking on a fucking door. Oh my god! As I wrote down, Tommy sharks, Tommy sharks, knocking on your door. <laughs> oh, that's the song in the LL book. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, boom. 
Who is it? Land shark. I'm not going to open it. It's that land shark again. <laughs> candy delivery. Oh, I candy love game. candy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is basically what happens in this movie. The people are that dumb. I'm only a dolphin, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like dolphins. Yeah, so they're they're like they're secured on. They're like, okay, we got we got to decide what we want to do. And before they can decide, like the sharks kick open a door and flood them down the next hallway. It's just a series of sharks opening doors, flooding the room they're in, and they run down a hallway to a different room. It's so I do weird. I I do want like LL or not LL. See, I'm mixing it up too. I want Samuel L. Jackson to go. Else. It is too many else. I want Samuel L. Jackson to go. There are motherfucking sharks on this motherfucking sub. Like, I just want. This is before the world was a meme, though. So. I know. <laughs> well, but you said that he gets memes. So I think he I think does later. Yeah, he, he's we like to call this the before time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, around this-, this point, Thomas Jane also like says to Saffron Burroughs, it's like, you know, if those sharks get out, we're going to be the bottom of the food chain. If you live in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Also be grafted legs and lungs onto them. Do we not mention that part? Right. They'll become land sharks. Land sharks. The only way we can get the brains big enough is giving them legs and lungs. (laughs) I'm sure sure that's what the sequels are. (laughs) Just like Jaws. Um, Yeah, uh, this is when we find out that Bird's name is Bird because LL Cool J is walking around the kitchen just going, Bird, 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 Bird. Oh, but not before... Bird. Yeah, not before he uh, he's hiding in a corner, squeezing his cross so hard that he cuts his hand open, which is important, which is what attracts the shark to come into the kitchen mm. to get him. Well, I don't know if I don't know if it's important, but we did miss yeah. the like the reveal that oh yeah we did genetically enhance these sharks, and Jan calls Susan a bitch, and I'm like yes girl, like oh, a <laughs> stupid bitch. That was a fun moment. But first off, if she was sleeping with Stellan Skarsgård, shouldn't she have known that already? Isn't that their sexy? Pillow <laughs> well, I talk? think I think she calls Susan a stupid bitch for like revealing it. Yeah. I don't know, uh, or like or that's for, what like, I thought too. Pursuing that route. Well, then yeah, surely, like, surely it would be you, stupid snitch. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But, but once yeah, once again, my confusion at this point in my note is: didn't they confess earlier? Because earlier they're like, "Oh, we made the sharks' f- brains five times bigger. Cool, uh, but we didn't do it through genetically modifying them. Makes sense, J.K. We did what? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. They knew exactly what happened to the sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just said like, "It's cool," and they're like, "It's not so cool. Not so cool." But yeah, so this is this is when we're in this is when we're in the flooded hallway in LL Cool J. Uh, actually, what's this scene called? Uh, this scene, there are two, there are two titles for this Ooh. one. Uh, it's, uh, LL finds a dirty mag <laughs> and then LL gets chased by a shark. So <laughs> just, I, I like the idea of LL Cool J in the incidental pornography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This playboy bit is one of two things in the movie that like just didn't work and like kind of like bummed me out. Yeah. Uh, cause it's so hacky. He opens up the playboy to like the set of fold and he's like, well, now I want to live. Before, I guess I didn't care if I die, but now that I've seen a naked woman, now I care about living. I was depressed till I saw Photoshop titties. Yeah. All right. The other one was earlier. We, we kind of glossed over it, but when they're talking about the uh, license plate in the tooth, like Thomas Jane goes on like a six minute improv set about 
a sharks driving cars. Yes. <laughs> I keep like yes ending themselves. I was like, this bit sucked to begin with, and you just keep doubling down as if this is the funniest conversation I've ever heard. Sometimes you're just trying to get to the button, Brandon. You just you start the scene and you have to get out of it. Somehow. What I'm saying is Saffron Burroughs, if she was a good teammate, would have run across stage and swiped her arm and started a new movie. Yes. So that that's why Saffron Burroughs like hasn't slept with Thomas Jane, because she's it's like just every time every time she's like I could be into this guy. He starts doing Im- like bad improv and she's like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a real turn off. It's a real he attended <laughs> second city and was like, uh, I'm better than this. I got to level three guys. Let's 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 keep moving. I will say during this exciting LL Cool J in the shark sequence, I noticed that LL Cool J has some dope ass pants. Yeah, he does. Yes. He's got them chef pants, man. I didn't fully succeed in putting together this uh, like theory. With okay. the because you know there there are three sharks and so I was trying to imagine it like like th- like the three sharks like you know in, in any any like the the TV trope is the terrible trio like the the like your your villainous like trio where there's like the dumb one the brain like the brains the brawn and the beauty and I was oh you mean to... like the chipmunks yes the Powerpuff Girls yeah. yeah and so once again Ashley's chipmunk theory works <laughs> it holds <laughs> so like in the classic tr- chip at setup this shark is the dumb one so I guess w- she would this well, would be the dumb hungry one so it's Theodore yeah this would be yeah the Theodore or Eleanor <laughs> Ele- that's Eleanor, the one yes. <laughs> so Eleanor chases Ella Cool J into the kitchen uh, he climbs up on a shelf and. Uh, Bird is back, and Bird lands on a little pot floating nearby, and LL Cool J is like reaching out for some reason, trying to get this bird. Which again, I feel like my priorities are in a completely different place. And somehow, despite this water being at best like waist deep, <laughs> this shark is able to surprise him, and it's and, vertical. Yeah, vertically like out of the stop. water to eat this bird. Also, I don't know why. But if you had you had put up like a million dollars, Chris, does this bird live in this movie? Yay or nay? I would have lost. I have a in my head. There is a memory that this fucking bird makes it out of this movie alive somehow. And when this happened twice now, because I watched it twice in two in one day, I was like, no, no, not bird. Bird's the only character I love. And a more traditional setup, like it'd be the ending, and then like the bird you think is dead, and then would fly into the end and like bring a harpoon gun to LL to use. <laughs> right or, or, or not to get too far ahead here, but when this shark explodes, the bird just comes out of him and flies away. Like and it's like totally fine. Your it's heart not, is too pure, Chris. I now, know. Ignoring <laughs> the fact that in a normal scenario, I wouldn't expect a shark to be able to turn on an oven. The idea <laughs> of crawling into an oven still horrifies me. Yeah, yeah. this legitimately yeah. gave me nightmares when so I first saw it. So that brings movie. us now to the title that I gave this sequence. Is <gasps> yeah. LL Cool J, the LL Cook J, is being LL Cooked J. Hey! <laughs> oh, Brian's taking laps around the room. Oh, he's cheering. Oh. He, brought, he got confetti? <laughs> Did you buy himself a trophy? He's hoisting a trophy. You know, oh, I had wow. it personally made. He just knocked over the kid in the wheelchair from Sidekicks. Oh, it's bad, oh, no. it's bad guys. It's I mean, he bad. earned it, but still, it's mean. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how he got in my room, but so Frank. But if he's gonna break and enter, he has what he gets. What's coming? I have. I the thing that gets me about this though is like, yes, this is this is to me the scariest part of this fucking movie. 
But also, LO Cool J, it, like, finds a, I don't know, maybe he's just super strong. He has the world's smallest axe and can cut himself out oh, yeah, of he's, one he's, oven into the other oven. He's like the bride doing the, like, the, the punch yes, technique the from your punch. hand, like, yes. <laughs> I, there, there's a title, it, uh, LL grabs an axe. Um, <laughs> oh, that's scary. That, but, okay, so, okay, so we have him in the oven, right? Yeah, the shark. Yeah turns on the oven he gets his way up to the top of the oven he falls through the door like the upper door right this is also where i wrote i just want him to live like i am rooting for him (laughs) so fucking hard at this part already yes uh and then i wrote what in all caps because he jumps in the water instead of using his teeny little axe on this shark's head he could have easily done that and then i went okay explosion is cooler ll badassedly kills one shark well, actually, as I as I wrote down, uh, the shark is attacking him, and then gets like the shark gets his own head stuck in the oven, mm-hmm. and I wrote down, "Who is the smart one now, shark?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you you can't hear it because we're above water, but if you were underwater, you could hear the sound traveling. The shark is going. So I do have a question here, and I'm and it's and this is a legitimate question because I don't understand how the mechanics of this moment works. So he gets away from the shark, the gas is on on the oven, he takes out a zippo, lights it, chucks it, and the shark explodes. Mm -hmm. But the question I have is did the shark like inhale the gas and that's why he exploded or is it the shrapnel from the oven or is this because I guess I, I, I don't understand how explosion Chris, works. Chris, I, I can explain it. You see, when they violated the Harvard Genetics Compact and made these sharks brains enormous, the sharks became capable of inhaling gas. Okay, and so, okay. yeah, when the. Because the shark goes up once the lighter hits him, the lighter hits the shark and then it goes up. So the shark due to its hyper-intelligence, was able to swim backwards into gasoline and mm-hmm. uh, become gas itself. Ah, okay. It's it's basic science, Chris. This is what leads to the Reign of Fire universe, because these genetically engineered sharks eventually become the dragon, so they have this, you know, they can produce this chemical that explodes. Well, what gets me is Michael Rappaport, like, the, so the, they feel the vibration, the explosion, and Michael Rappaport, they go back to our main group, and Rappaport's like... Oh, man. And everybody says, oh, was that another explosion up top? He goes, no, that explosion came down from way too deep. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Uh, he's, the, he's the engineer, so he he can know anything. <laughs> he just touches the wall and the building speaks to him. Uh, he, he just maxed out his engineer abilities. Here's my favorite thing about this scene, though. So they get down to the sub. They find out the sub is like, fuck, it is wrecked. They can't use the sub. They're talking about like, well, maybe we can just swim for it, which is an insane idea. But they're talking about it. Michael Rapport goes on this rant where he's like, that's insane. We can't do this. We're all going to die. This isn't like we have no options. We're screwed. Game over, man. Game over. And then after ranting for like a minute, he's like, I'm going to take this other door that leads to the surface. Like, what? You waited so long to point out that there's another door in this very room you're all in that leads to the surface. Now, in his defense, though, he does bring up a good point that if if the explosion up top got into this air shaft where the ladder is... It will cause the the whole place to flood, but I'm also like, guys, the whole place is flooding. Just fucking go. Yeah, I get. I like. I understand that there's hesitancy, but it it is like a reveal all of a sudden. Like when they go into this room, it should be like, oh, there's the sob. There's also the stairwell. You should be talking at all times about all the ways to get to the surface. To be, yes. be fair, he is as he's like 
um, yelling about, you know, like how long it takes for sharks to swim and how long it takes for human. He is clearing stuff out. I think this door was hidden behind a bunch of debris. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, this fucking door. I got to clean all this out. And like, ah, oh, it's back here. And I yeah. think the, the movie doesn't outright say, but I think I feel like it is implied that the sharks knock the sub out of out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why no, I just don't know how. Well, yeah, yeah. The, well, the one who the one who's already an expert at sabotaging helicopters just like <laughs> slid into the room. Got into the wiring. The demolitions experts. Yeah, the, the brains. The other, the this is the, uh, whatever the that. shark. Yeah, this whatever her Theodore. name was from the chip. This chipettes. is the Theodore. No, yep. no, Eleanor. Was oh, they're the, all women. That's right. Yeah, they're all Oh, the yeah, you're right. Sorry, who was yep, the, my bad. Who was the smart one? Jeanette. 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 Okay, so the Jeanette shark uh, sabotaged the, is presumably sabotaged the sub. But now, let's get to it. Okay. The scene. Because I, we're I, all... I, much like we are now, we're all arguing over each other, all trying to get in the best bit. And Samuel L. Jackson says, no, but <laughs> he runs in, waves his hand and ends the scene and is like, it's my turn. Brian, you're missing a really crucial part of this, though. He doesn't run in. He is like lurking behind the submarine, <laughs> pops his head out like it's a fucking sitcom and goes, Hey, pay attention. And the studio audience is like, yeah. <laughs> he like, cr- he fucking Kramers this whole thing. I mean, the audience did all go woo and cheer when he appeared on screen. That happened for you guys too. Yeah. 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 It was in the, it was in the subtitles just said applause break. Um, So he, he obviously he has, he has survived a previous natural disaster trauma and he's talking about this and he's taking the position of a leader. And it's actually a really, I think it's a really well crafted speech that he gives to the team. He's trying to rile them up, get them ready, get them prepared. We're going to get like, the yeah, fuck out of here together. Yeah, we, we, I escaped this mountain. Yeah, I definitely ate people. What of it? The point is we have to work together. And first we're going to seal off this chomp and the shark just oh gets God, him. So Ashley. Ashley, take us out. Take us paint paint a picture of you and your mom's journeys. Yeah, this oh. is the moment I've been waiting for all week. I have been waiting <laughs> for the moment when Ashley texted us watching this movie for this. Yeah. Scene. So basically, the summary of this is: black man gives inspirational speech and dies because, like, he's got it. He's it's so good. He sounds like, like an onion article. It does. It does, doesn't it? Like. That's what's going to be when Obama dies. That's going to be his yep. own obituary. Exactly. I was like, you've got to be kidding me because it's like, it's like, oh yeah, we got his backstory. And then, it, you know, he's like, we have to work together. This infighting caused us and like seven of us went on this mountain and five of us came back. And I was like, oh fuck, he ate people. Also, I'm like, he says this he is- was up there for a week. Yeah, he's like yeah. seven, seven of us survived the avalanche, but five of us came out after. Came down the mountain, yeah, yeah. Ooh, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like this is actually a veiled threat where he's going to eat them if they don't mm-hmm. stop fighting. Like mm-hmm. it's good. But bad. instead, he's the one who gets eaten. And as the IMDb parents guide puts it, <laughs> a shark bites into a man, takes him for a vicious swim, and then shares him with another shark. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, that's nice that they share that, uh, like, that take, Jeanette uh, and Brittany get to share yeah. the shark. Takes him for a vicious swim. My mom and I both gasped out loud. Yes. I shouted, no. And the look on her face can only be described 
was like complete and utter shock. Like we were both just like mouth agape. Like what just uh-huh. happened? Like it totally took us. Both it's by because they so rarely do this. Like so yeah. rarely will Hollywood set up an actor of this caliber mm-hmm. and a character arc that's so obviously going to happen than not happen. It is the one thing I'll give for whatever came after the original intention with lost on the pilot Yes, was to have Jack. Uh, he became Matthew Fox becomes the leader. They go basically. They find the section of the plane. They rescue the pilot, and the plan was, as originally written, to have Jack get killed violently suddenly at the end of the first episode, and then Whoa. the group is now leaderless. Yep, uh, and Kate was going to be the main leader of the group. And I'm like, what a great twist because you clearly set up this guy to be the leader, and then uh-huh. twist. And the and ABC was like, there's no way in hell you can do that on a TV show. That's not how stories work. <laughs> Fortunately, no one told Rennie Harlan. My favorite part while watching this yesterday and writing show prep notes was Merritt came over and was hanging out and she was like, I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, okay. And she's, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching Deep Blue Sea. And she goes, oh, well, wake me up when Samuel L. Jackson's about to die. And then I did. (laughs) And she watched it from the couch on my iPad, saw it and went, huh. And it went right back to the nap. <laughs> that's what I, I, that's what I was going to say. This movie is so like iconic and repeated, yeah. and I've seen it a thousand times, yeah. but it still holds up perfectly in this film. Yeah, it, it is a glorious scene. Like It also brings us my favorite TV trope of the Ooh. week from this episode, and that is the world's expert on getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, maybe this is just me. But in a world where you have survived an avalanche, you have clearly eaten two people, and you've come back to regular life, regular society, why would you ever put yourself in this situation again? It's the only way you can get an erection. <laughs> I can only come if I'm eating someone's rib cage. That's why, that's why he's filmed from the waist up the entire movie. Like, once, once things go south... <laughs> He, he he has to eat he has to eat like a part of his toe every time or something. It's gross. It's what attracted the sharks to him because they were like, ooh, he's got extra meat. He gets it. He knows they're tasty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh any any other piece on the scene before we get to the end? I mean it's a kind of downhill from here, I'll be honest. It I like really the rest of the film, but it's it's kind of downhill. The thing from is, here. I I misremembered this chain of events afterwards because in my mind, I thought it was that Samuel Jackson gets eaten and then like Michael Rappaport panics and runs for the door and like opens it. And that's why the thing explodes. But no, instead we just, we like cut away and then we come back to them and everything. They're just kind of like, man, that was weird. Anyway, let's open this door. Also the delay in the, like when the door opens and then the pool like explodes, the the delay on that is significantly longer than I had anticipated. Like they open the door and it's a solid one, two count, and then all of a sudden the water just goes rush. Chris, the so- o- the ocean has perfect timing. It underst- <laughs> it knows how to read an audience. It knows how to pause <laughs> for dramatic effect and then explode into the room. But we do get into this tunnel, and uh, it's the fireball level of the video game. <laughs> yeah, because they are climbing into what appears to be the like the ninth circle of hell. Like just above, actually, nine circles cold. That was a bad example. But they're just climbing into like a giant fireball. It looks like Mario Kart lava is above them. And I'm like, and you're climbing up to this? Well, and it and it begs the question: like, what is burning that intensely that long without like slowing or 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 anything? It's 
yeah, because the 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 uh, the gas tanks, as we find out later, that they're going to try to push the gas back in and, and restart some things and get things moving and get the get the pumps moving. Like they're not on fire. So what is this that's uh, just Chris, constantly burning? It was just a silo full of charcoal. They're going to do a pig roast oh. to celebrate the success of the mission. That eh, makes sense. Oh, <laughs> Leftovers from Susan's birthday. Well, yeah. what you don't realize is is uh, ham tastes oddly familiar to human oh, flesh. No. So Samuel Jackson's really on board. That's because as Clayton and I were discussing, uh, the thing that makes meat taste good is the intelligence of the animal that it comes from. So that's why human <laughs> meat is so good. Oh. So this shark meat has got to be fucking delicious. Oh yeah, they should be eating these sharks. Like like, Elo should have picked up a piece he of cooked shark cooked meat and gone. Damn, that's good. That's the explanation of his line at the end. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he says, bring me some sushi is because he's like, that's going to taste amazing. Oh, by the way. So this is this is a maintenance ladder shaft kind of thing. This is the tallest ladder in human history, right? It is Uh, so fucking big. And while they're climbing, of course, the the shark starts knocking again. Like, I want to talk to you about your subs extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to reach you for hours. Boom. Have you heard the good word? Boom. (laughs) Have you heard about shark Jesus? It's Jason Momoa. He's ripped. (laughs) Yeah. So the sharks break into the room and the water starts flowing in and the shark is just doing laps in this little elevator shaft. And then Rappaport is like, because Thomas Jane says, oh, I'm going to go open up the next level to slow down the flooding a little bit. And he goes down and Rappaport's just like, man, you got big brass balls. And I'm like, yeah, he does because someone has to do something to try to save all of us. And it's clearly not going to be you, bud. And spoiler alert, Carter helps nobody because he opens his door and it's also flooded. <laughs> it's, yeah. and he opens it with a knife. Like, <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Uh, man, the grip strength. He, he'd be on a ninja oh warrior. He just well, like, I mean, they're already, you know, that they're su- that he and Scoggs are super strong because they're able to close this door despite the ocean, pr- like yes, pushing the against the pressure it. of the ocean on the other side. What 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 they didn't tell you is all of them got their brains genetically modified, <laughs> and the brain is the strongest muscle in the human body now. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, I do have a quick question though. Uh, anyone, you know, I'm bad at reading subtext. Uh, can anyone tell me if Jan wants to die? <laughs> Well, Jan will tell you that. She does have a weird facial expression after she says that line. And I'm like, maybe she does. Because okay, she's like, so, I don't want to die. Wink. It's wink. the WandaVision wink. Yep. Well, and the shark understood the shark uh understood the sarcasm. So because so basically what happens is something explodes up above or something, the ladder breaks falls like perfectly aligned across the room so you've got these nice like lit uh like jungle gym bars um and everyone but janice has superb grip strength and so janice falls off into the water and she's swimming she's like paddling she and that's when she yells it's like hey, save me please i don't want to die <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately for Jan, she's on her period, and the shark grabs her by the crotch. Just vagina chomps her. It's vagina chomp town. <laughs> like, but like she's straddling. Like it's not. Yeah. We're not being 
overly no we're not being pedantic we're not lying it's she's straight up directly onto vagina yeah her legs are on either side of the mouth the mouth of this shark like and it lifts her up like they're mm-hmm. doing like dirty dancing dirty dancing yeah. <laughs> and i wrote dirty dancing too <laughs> and, and and much like dirty dancing and my this head baby, is like a shark's fin and much like dirty <laughs> Yep, that's better than what I was going to put. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, everyone go to your clipboards and cross off Janice from your survivors list. Yeah. Um, uh, my I wrote in all caps right in the crotch. Like, it's disturbing. <laughs> like, it how? Right down the how barrel. she dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She does have a look on her face that's just kind of like, yeah, she's petrified, but there's a moment there, if you go back and watch it again, where she's just like, you know, this probably should have happened today. Why not? You know, yeah. like, she just gives up. Um, So let's get back to the fact that the gang has been separated for two fucking long in this the movie. DM is like, get the party back together or we're not yep. playing D&D anymore. <laughs> and who comes in like a savior in the night, but LL fucking cool, Jay, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. The title of this vignette is LL Saves the Gang. Yes. Yeah. Is that the title of an Always Sunny episode? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> the gang floods aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, the gang violates the Harvard Convention. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and somehow Mac at the end is just floating with with Danny DeVito looking for the rum ham. Yep. <laughs> the shark rum ham. Oh shit. Uh, no, I do I do love this moment though because you hear the banging against the wall above them, and the only thought these people have across their faces: "Fuck, we have a shark underneath us, and one that's gonna come right above us." And then this beautiful bastard opens that door, and it's like, "Oh my god, thank you!" In their defense, the sharks have knocked on doors like six times at this. Oh, hundred percent. It's it. If it had been a shark, I wouldn't have been surprised. That would have been hilarious too. A shark just like there's no water. The shark just like slides off and like eats Jan on the way down. <laughs> it's like, oh. I, I, so this uh, one of the running themes in this in a trash watch films are things coming back that i didn't expect to come back because they were like throwaway moments that apparently are meant to be important yeah so they find out the first level is flooded but they're like okay michael rapport goes if we if we turn on this breaker i can get the bilge pump running to like uh, the pump out this one stairwell and then we're gonna have one stairwell to get us back to the surface and tom Steen's like are you sure and he goes hey who are you gonna trust which was what he said earlier when he's like, how'd that shark escape? Who knows? Who are you going to trust? I was also suspicious of Rappaport at this point where he's like, who are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? It's like, uh, maybe not you. Because like yeah. you keep re- repeating that you are trustworthy. And I'm like, I don't think that's true anymore. I, I don't know, Rappaport. You were the one who suggested opening that door that flooded the station. Seems pretty sus. He got paid off by the sharks to flood the station. Rappaport is the <laughs> imposter. <laughs> We find one safe, dry spot in the whole complex, and it happens to be Jan's bedroom, which is which is unusual for that room. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. This is my yeah. point. He's like, she was a healthy girl. She has to have batteries in here somewhere. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, you know, like, can anybody find her? thing and i'm like the word you're looking for is vibrator just say vibrator you're looking for the word vibrator there's a fuck in this movie you can say vibrator but and like also she was fucking regularly like she got laid all the time she did Her not need and brenda vibrator. man yeah. yeah yeah also you um, don't know maybe stella scarsgard likes to mix in some toys in the middle of their foreplay and that's fine do what you want 
It's so true. here's it's but here's the here's the uh ever lying issue, guys. Because I watched this movie, as I've mentioned three times now, or four times now, twice in twenty four hours. And I happened to see the flashlight that Rappaport's using, and it is a master built flashlight, but it doesn't take A batteries, it doesn't take triple A's, it doesn't take C or D batteries. No, it takes that giant brick battery that almost looks like it's a, a car battery. Oh, man. So what fucking vibrator is this woman using? First off, don't. That's her choice, Chris. I, again, totally fine. No, no, no. I'm more curious. I'm not like shitting on this it's woman. It's very powerful. I have the same one. Yeah. It's very strong. <laughs> Like, it has attachments. We saw the scene <laughs> yeah. earlier with the giant shark model, and all I'm going to say yeah. is that that's not a model. Also, yeah, yeah, Chris, it can also charge your phone. It does a lot of other things. Okay, okay. okay. I mean, it could be multi-purpose, but just like when I looked that up today, I was like, Jesus. All right, that's, that's not what the fucking theory of relativity means. <laughs> can we just, but it's I, the best version well, of it, it I've is, ever to heard. Be, to be fair, it is. That is an Einstein, based on the Einstein quote. Like, he did say something similar. The title of this scene is LL Explains the Theory of Relativity. Although, I love it. To, be, to also be fair, as Brandon noted many weeks ago, the theory of relativity is, of course, that some things are taller than other things. It's true. Yeah. That's the real theory. Yeah, as, as Nathan Lane sung to us. Yes. It's the theory of relativity. Uh, Ashley was spared that curse, wasn't yes, she? she? That was, was. before. Uh, yes, she was. Ashley should have to watch that as penance. That was no. the episode right before now and then. She she just missed it. We want to keep Ashley on the show, so um, we will never make her watch Nutcracker 3D. <laughs> uh, this is when I wrote down, please give the sharks subtitles, because they're like getting ready for oh. their plan. I want to cut to the sharks like, all right, you're going to go to this level, and I'll go to this level. We'll circle around. We need. We did. We needed that moment from Critters where they look at each other and one gets blown up and the other one just goes, fuck! <laughs> this is also where I wrote Scoggs is definitely next. Like, this yeah. easy to... Oh, you're gonna live forever. It's yeah. fine. No, yeah, because we get, yeah, we get like five minutes of dialogue that it is, that is, that may as well be like Rappaport taking out a bill full. It's like, ah, this is my sweetheart back home. We're going to get married after this. And then, mm -hmm. I'm, and this is also my last day before I retire. <laughs> Ain't nothing got a bad happen to me today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have to go diving through back into the first lab they were in. Oh my God. Uh, to get, to get to the breakers. Uh, and so, so uh, Rappaport is waiting in the hallway and Thomas Jane swimming underwater. And we get a jump scare in the form of you thought he was gone. But guess who's back? It's the corpse of Stellan Skarsgård. Back to ruin things one more time. Also, here's the thing. I I I do as a horror fan, I do appreciate when they when they use this like a, a dead body floats by and it freaks you out for a second because it kind of takes you out of the moment about what's going to obviously happen next with the shark. And of course, this also reminded me a lot of Jaws. Yeah, it's a definite yeah. Jaws homage. Oh, like. I'm sorry, Chris, uh, for a second, because uh, as much as they've been trying to make Thomas Jane the peak of masculine energy, <laughs> he, swims, he sees this body, he swims to the top of the water and screams for 65 seconds straight. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, okay, it was so odd. That I was like, wait, is something else? Is someone else there? What is happening? Where's the screaming coming from? 
If a bloated Skarsgård just appeared in front of you while you were swimming, I think you'd break the surface and scream for a minute and a half, too. I'm just saying. You know, I would just shout, I love you. I love no, you. I, hang on. We, we all... The, I, I've I've never seen the entirety of Green Lantern, but that movie does technically also give us a bloated Skarsgård, doesn't it? it? Yes, one a younger Skarsgård. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, my favorite thing in this movie, like, there's so many good things, but the one thing that really stood out to me is knowing that you might pass, you may perish, and you find a video camera, and you think to yourself. I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave something for anyone who finds this, my family, to give them the perfect message to know, yeah, I may have died in a terrible way, but at least I loved you all, and this is what I want to leave for the world. And what would that happen to be but just the perfect two-egg omelet recipe? Ashley, title? Title card, LL records his legacy. I wrote, I love him. I want a video series of LL giving me cooking tips. Like, I would pay good money for LL just telling me how to cook. Well, Ashley, you need to watch the making of the uh, music video that I sent you all in the group chat earlier because it's basically LL just like straight down the camera like, I can't put contacts in. I need people to put them in for me. This is what this song is about. It's pretty good. (laughs) It's just like... Yeah. Uh, my note in this moment was finish the omelet instructions, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Just two eggs, no milk. Which, by the way, good fucking point. Never put milk in your eggs. It doesn't do anything except for it doesn't make them fluffier. It doesn't do anything. All it does is it just changes the flavor a little bit and it's not better. Hey, man, I like scrambled eggs with milk in them. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just uh, telling you. Who doesn't enjoy a tasty bowl? A tasty bowl of scrambled egg cereal. (laughs) No, you put one tablespoon of milk per egg and no more. I get it. I get it. So Rappaport and Thomas Jane, they go into the pump area. They are resetting everything. They get all the switches flipped. And then Thomas Jane looks at Rappaport like, is that it? Are we good? He starts to give him like a, yeah, we're good. But obviously they're not. Well, and Rappaport then, holds up a sign and says, I'm so happy right now. My life is fulfilled. This yes, is the best moment of my life. And yes. it's like, well, that's a weird sign to have. That's a weird right. sign to have, but all right. And then from over the shoulder, you see just this little gray blob coming forward. And then Thomas Jane gives you the greatest oh shit look of all time. Just <gasps> And then we get the like staple of early bad CG because like none of the people can like really move before the action happens. Yeah. So like when we see Rappaport, the CG Rappaport is like frozen, like almost T posing, just like waiting for this shark to come get him. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a gross death. I think it's very gross. The The twitching leg is too much. Then, but then the shark finds out that Thomas Jane has a protagonist card because he is swimming away, and the yeah. shark is like swimming at him, and then the just like takes turns the left. stairs. The it's shark it. takes the stairs. Like why? Yeah. Well, oh, I well, I'll tell you why. Because, For the movie to happen, that's why. Well, no, because this, I think, I think this is actually how Thomas Jane figures that. Like, it starts to piece it together. That the shark is letting him live. Like the shark wants him to open that door to flood the station. Like that that's the idea. Like I think that's the idea. Oh wait, yeah, wait. No, I'm sorry, I have an all caps note. Let's let's yeah, we get have there, to wait. We there. have to wait for this one. Because the my my incredulity knows no bounds in that <laughs> moment. Uh but this is where we find out the sharks also have uh genetically enhanced dramatic timing. 
<laughs> as as Susan is going down the hallway, uh, she's going back to her base. She's like, I'm going back for my research. Let's see if all these people died for nothing, then that's a tragedy. I gotta go get my research. Uh, also, she's a bad scientist. Can we all just agree on this? Because she is wearing she's wearing water shoes, and the water shoes have a rubber sole. And she gets the she gets her her little uh hard drive of work for her studies and everything. Sees the shark coming, gets on top of a table, almost falls off, which I'm like, do you not know how wide the table doesn't matter? And then gets over to an area with with like electricity and with a light bulb and thinks to herself, I'm wearing too much clothing. I need to take all of this off so I can be in my underwear for this movie. Stand on the wetsuit, which, by the way, is not rubberized. So this would not work. So it's completely useless that she does this. And then she electrocutes a shark to death, which was pretty badass. This would be this would I would assume would be the Jeanette, the brain shark that gets uh, zapped <laughs> here because like, oh, I'm yeah. going to get the jump on you. Oh, I've been outsmarted. But I have two two yeah. things I want to respond to, Chris. First off, yeah, I like that you say she's a bad scientist when mm-hmm. mere hours before this, she literally cured Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, you'll say I'm bad scientist, man. <laughs> Also, Chris, you know what? Uh, it's been a long quarantine. Maybe just let some of us have this. <laughs> the, the, the second no, thing. Listen, I'm not I'm not saying that she shouldn't show off her body. She is hot as fuck, but it doesn't make sense. What she I was going to say, this scene is the Thermian argument in action. Yeah. Which if you've never seen that Dan Olson video, basically it's the idea of like uh, the we're arguing that something because the, basically, the, like it's scientifically justified that she takes off the wetsuit so that she can she has like a a whatever to prevent the electricity, but they wrote the scene that way so that they could justify that. Like yeah. you 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 didn't need to have it happen. <laughs> no, because we we get them earlier where SLJ Samuel L. Jackson is like, hey, put on these wetsuits so you don't get hypothermia. If you want to see underwear, do it then. Yeah, my question was, why naked? <laughs> but well, my and just my bigger fear is like she's putting so much faith in that wetsuit, regardless of how you feel about the yeah. science. Like, I'll just grab this live wire and jam it into the water right next to me. And also, like, she cannot leave that room. Like, that water is like electrified current. Like, <laughs> girl, you can't leave. But this was the scene, no, like, leading Ashley again. Walked. These sharks, they're enormous brains, they can absorb electricity. <laughs> They're like the this is the gremlins, the new batch, and they're going to get an electricity shark running around. That's how it happens, Ashley. <laughs> but unfortunately, in this moment, because she's just fried the water, she's also fried the data with oh, the Alzheimer's. Tragic. So Alzheimer's good. is no longer cured. I, I, hold, hold on. I, Chris, no, no, no. Hold on, Chris. I mean, good in the sense that, like, you shouldn't play God to fix this. Well, the, the thing that those sins have already God. been done, Chris. I know, yeah. but but if okay. Let's look at this on a grand scale, okay? Let's say she gets out of here. She has the research, okay? Then she gets it approved that we can make these genetically modified sharks so that we can sacrifice them to cure Alzheimer's, which I agree is a good point. And I think that, you know, if that's available, sure. But then you have a Jurassic Park situation where if these motherfuckers get out, we're all fucked. If here's the thing, if you give it to a non-insane scientist, they maybe you know would have a land-based lab that just has like a small tank that holds the sharks instead of the ocean, and may in fact even find a way to reproduce the protein without the shark part. Yeah, 
That's and that's the other question. You know, have they not tried the protein yet? Is this the one and only attempt at the protein? Well, yes, because as Stellan Skarsgård said earlier, that they skipped three rounds of preliminary trials. <sighs> okay. Yeah. the The moment she was waiting for was tomorrow. That was yeah. it. That oh was yes, the we yes. never got to tomorrow. <laughs> never the got sun will come tomorrow. out then. <laughs> yep. I mean, the sun so, does come out the next day. Yeah, this is uh, the scene. This is the scene where I really wanted the sharks to talk because yes. I just really wanted like her to like squish herself into the room in the water, right, and like open the locker and then turn around and there's a shark sitting in a swivel chair, <laughs> petting a cat, smoking a cigarette, going, "I've been waiting for you, Susan." Doctor McAllister. <laughs> now, see, you put it that way, but in my head, I have her opening up the, I have her opening up the closet, and the shark's just there, and just goes, "Mother!" and tries to hug her, and then kills her on accident. Or a twist, she's like, "Mother, we've killed your enemies. What next?" And you're like, yeah. "What?" Oh, <laughs> well, and then you then double twist, double twist. If she goes perfect, and then like she takes off the wetsuit, and you see she has a shark's fin. She she's a shark. Well, Ryan, she just needs a hat because a hat, as we all know, is like a shark's fin. Do you think the sharks have like that sense, like because they're all genetically enhanced and they can just tell when one of them has died? Like if it had been a situation where the shark was like, "Mother, we're here to rescue you," and then like mother kills the shark, the the last remaining shark goes, "No, kill mother." If the sharks had been a little sillier, after the shark death, this is when it would zoom in. And and Saffron Burst have been like two down, and then like tied like her wetsuit around her forehead like Rambo, yes, and then like yes. put a Bowie knife in her teeth and just like started swimming through the water, going for the last one. <laughs> but no, she has a much dumber death, and we'll get to that. Um, so Susan comes back, Thomas Jane is back, Lo Cool J, they're all together well, because there was a scene where uh, title card LL saves Carter. And this is where he says, brothers never make it out. And I was like, this better not be true. Save LL. I don't even care if Thomas Jane dies. LL Cool J must be saved. I would wow, be okay I'm tweeting Thomas too. Jane right now to let him know. <laughs> <laughs> Your besties. Meet um, you in the expanse, she said. It's weird. So, <laughs> so they end up in a room where they find out that they're only 60 meters away from the surface of the water, which is a significant difference between where they were at the bottom of, of Aquatica, which again is the dumbest fucking name but uh so thomas jane is like okay sharks are distracted by noise and lights and color so we're gonna wrap all of this uh like uh life jackets around these fire hydrants or these uh fire extinguishers and we're gonna release them off right before we go up into the water hopefully that the sharks will attack these instead of attacking us but I've got to fill this room up with water. Now, these are all people we have been with for ostensibly an hour and a half at this point in this movie. What do you think they're going to talk about as the as the room fills up with water? This is my title card. This is my favorite title card. Yes. Yep. Go for it. And it is LL Spits Mad Bible. Because... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly the kind of religion that I want because he starts out with Psalm 25. Yep. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. And then he's like, because I'm a motherfucking badass. And I'm, hey, I'm going to kill some fucking sharks for you, yeah. Lord. Kirk, like, Cam- Kirk Cameron doesn't have the guts. He doesn't and- have the guts to spit wisdom like this. And I quote, carry a big stick and beat this motherfucker in the valley. Amen. Yeah. Preacher needs to be the one in charge of the tribulation force. Yes. Oh, fuck. I would watch Left Behind with LL Cool J. You say that as if you wouldn't watch. We already watched Left Behind. I I know, but okay. No, no. But like the tribute, I would watch the sequel Tribulation Force with LL Cool J if he was in it. And Brian's like, you'll watch it when I tell you to watch it. (laughs) That's going to be his his October pick. (laughs) Now, remember how the shark got got uh, tricked by uh, scuba gear last time? (laughs) Well, this shark is still stupid because it goes after it again. That's why it's the Alvin shark. That's how we know it's yes, the Alvin yes. shark. Uh, I'm the sorry. Brittany, it's the Britney shark. The Britney it is the Britney shark. shark. Yes. See, it should have been that he starts to go after that and realizes what's happening and then attacks one of them. But- well, he did. She did. She did. That's is when I texted Brian. I hate you, Brian, because <laughs> who gets attacked? But LL Cool J. And well, then- Ashley, as I texted and as I wrote down, welcome to reshoot country because he was supposed to die. I would have oh, thrown wow. my. TV to oh, the I think ground. I knew that. I think actually, yeah, this. But Tessa, yeah. well, go ahead and tell the whole story. Right? Um, yeah, or whatever you want to tell. Actually, I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to remember if LL Cool J was supposed to uh, die. Um, yes. But. For sure, Saffron Burroughs was supposed to live. Like, she was the yeah, hero of the movie, but test, test audiences hated it because they thought everything, because it's everything was for her fault. And it's like, and the, the thing is, like, I can, the, I can see the hero thing because, like, the whole point of the research getting destroyed is, like, it's supposed to be her moment of, like, this was my mistake. I was so focused on all this. Like, now I need to make sure that we all get out of here alive. Like, that's what matters. The research doesn't matter anymore. I mean, the problem is the movie doesn't really follow that angle enough prior to that for it to register. And I think that's really why the end that ending falters. But yeah, I believe it was supposed to be originally that LL Cool J died, but then audiences were like, boo, that sucks. And the Hollywood was like, you're right. Well, well, Preacher is in, in peril and where else is he going to turn but the Lord? He asked the Lord to release him from this shark. And boy, does he answer. Well, I mean, in his defense, he also fucking gouges out this shark's that, eye. I was setting it up. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> the, it's the Chekhov's cross comes back. It's so good. He's like, like, wait a minute. It cuts my hand. I wonder. Grabs the cross, stabs the shark in the fucking eye with a crucifix. And for, for those keeping score at home, LL Cool J has done more shark fighting than anybody else in this movie. As well, he should. because he's, he's undefeated. Is- he is, the, as far as I'm concerned, he is the ultimate protagonist of this film. For sure. Um, by the way, if I've learned anything from Shark Week, I've learned this. If you're ever being attacked by a shark, don't go for the eyes, don't go for the mouth, go for the nose. Punch the nose the is the one thing that will always get you, yep, pop it right in between the eyes, right on the nose. It'll save you every time. Well, Chris, these sharks are too smart for that. Yeah. They've, they've evolved past the need for noses. <laughs> so... LL Cool J gets bitten, he gets released, he's patched up, we find out that, you know, according to to Susan, oh, he'll be okay as long as we can get out of here. 
And this is where we pan to the fence line. And first off, I want Brandon to have this, but I want you to know when I saw this, I had to stop the movie twice, twice in 24 hours. I had to stop the movie because what happens next is so fucking stupid. I cannot believe they put this in this movie. Brandon, take it uh, away. I just want to say, just so you know, normally when I'm writing all caps notes, they're like big and wild and like unruly. This is a new level of like, this is like Super Saiyan 2. This is like all caps, but like tiny and super controlled. Because we find out that Michael Rappaport isn't the only engineering genius on this on this vessel. Because these sharks know from their time, the sharks know how to flood this station specifically to sink it down low enough to lower the fence for them to get through. It is insane to think that the sharks, all, all, the, all the steps... First, ignoring the helicopter malfunction that they set up in advance and destroying the sub and their <laughs> and their engineering prowess, the idea that the sharks were like, "Aha, we'll just herd these humans around to flood the base," is a, a bridge too far for my brain, yes. and yes. my brain shut down in this moment. What, uh, what, what? The only thought I had when I heard this, when they're so smart, was there has got to be a deleted scene somewhere. Where Michael Rappaport is sitting next to one of the very many windows in the lower levels, eating a sandwich of some sort, just pontificating about how the structure is held up. And the sharks are just lined up against the window, just listening to him the whole time. Like, what does that mean, Mr. Rappaport? Whoa, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just there? picturing like oh. three. Three little shark noses all just like peeking over like the window sill. Just doom, doom, doom. you don't say so. If we if we put three point two tons of water on this one structure, it'll go down another four feet. Oh, quick! He's gonna see us swim backwards. <laughs> They're holding up little cups to the side. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my god. Uh, the uh, yeah, Saffron's like we need to kill these sharks, and he goes, "That's the first real smart thing you said all day." <laughs> lady, lady who just saying. cured Alzheimer's. <laughs> also, then they have to like build this machinery, and I'm like, you do not have time for this. That shark is out the door. Like, oh my god. He takes a harpoon. He gets all the gunpowder from all the flares they have left that weren't fired off for the party the night before. Yeah, wait, where Brenda was recklessly using an emergency device for shits and yeah. giggles. He ties a huge <laughs> cable to it. He's like, okay, I'm going to shoot the shark with the harpoon that's full of the gunpowder. Then you touch the battery terminal with this cable, electrifying you, by the way, because you're just yeah. holding a metal cable. Yeah, yeah. Touching a battery. Uh, and then that'll blow up the, the gunpowder, killing the shark. I'm like, okay. And then like, oh, wait, the shark's underwater and far away. I can't shoot it. <laughs> Shit. Also, <laughs> I the moment she says, I know how to get her. And she cuts her hand open and says, I'll be the bait. I don't like this woman at all, but I don't want to see her do this either. This is a bad idea. Honestly, I didn't want the sharks to kill her. I was just like so mad that I was like, she needs to die in some other random way. That like this from shark... slicing her hand open on that exactly. random piece of metal. Exactly. She gets locked jaw. Uh, also, in this moment, she's like, she because she she's standing like thirty feet away from Thomas Jane. She's like, I know what they need, bait. And he's he goes, what? And the what? As you would write it in a script, the what would be a wait. What are you doing? What's the plan? The way he says it is. I'm 30 feet away and I didn't catch what you said. What? What? 
how did we get here though? I love LL Cool J's big damn hero moment. Uh, Although, yes. as he's about to fire the harpoon, he goes, "This is for Scoggins and no one else." Yes, yeah, like and <laughs> only Scoggins. <laughs> why isn't it? Why is it not for Bird? Come on, why man. is it not for Brenda, everyone's favorite person? Yes. It should be oh, for yeah. Brenda. So, but yeah, so Ella Cool J is playing the hero because meanwhile, uh, Saffron Burroughs has gotten eaten. The shark swims up to her and has a moment of like, this is, this is the, actually, this is that mother moment. Yeah, and then it, it eats stops. Her. It stops and look at her and we need subtitles that say, your time is over, mother. Like, <laughs> sister's my mother now, mother. Yeah. <laughs> the best though is, so, so they get him and. Uh, Thomas Jane's riding the shark because he was in the water trying to rescue Susan, dumbass Susan. Uh, Ella has the harpoon gun and fucking shoots Thomas Jane with it <laughs> in the lake. Yeah, so he sh- he shoots Thomas Jane in the lake. Thomas Jane is stuck to the shark. Ella Cool J has an existential crisis: like, do I blow up Thomas Jane and the shark, or do I not? Jesus, tell me what to do. Okay, I guess I'll do it. Puts the thing to the battery just as Thomas Jane oh gets stuck on the fence. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah going at what uh, what 30, 40 miles per hour slams into a, a a fence and yanks a harpoon out of his leg. Yeah, the leg is gone. That he he has a jaw a, a square jaw made of pure steel, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello, Cool Day. Cool Jay does not just attach this thing to the battery; he taps it. He does it's tap this it. Teeny, like, little, it's boom. actually smart to do that. Because well, it shocks got... his hand. It electrocutes yeah. him the second yeah. he does yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah LL Cool J still dies. But... <laughs> did, <laughs> like, anybody, <laughs> did anybody notice, though, when this shark explodes and we get the overhead shot of the blood, there is a blood rainbow in the blood. <laughs> the blood I did not, shoots that's up, perfect. and up towards the bottom of the screen. It's just like a prism. There's just like this little curve of a rainbow surrounded by I mean, shark honest, blood. Honestly, I would not be surprised. I mean, because that probably was just an actual thing that happened. Probably. Like, because, a natural occurrence. Because this was practical effects back in the 90s when it was legal to have practical effects. In all caps, twice underlined, I just wrote guts. Because it is so <laughs> gross. Like, all of these, like, pieces of meat flying into the air, coming back down, splishy splashing. I'm like, oh, my God, so many splashy guts. And Rennie Harlan looks at the camera and goes, you guys all remember Jaws, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's that. Uh, Thomas Jane and Ella Kuja hang out as the party boat comes back to rescue them. I have one last title card, and it's LL sets up the sequels. Because he asks the question, the very important question, are you sure it was just three sharks? Yeah. Like da da da. Well, it, I think he's just he's just he's just giving shit to Thomas Jane because Thomas Jane's got his feet in the water. He was like, "Are you sure there were just three sharks?" Because he keeps like looking at it. It's like, "Come on, man! You just <laughs> survived five million shark attacks. Maybe don't." Yeah, guys, it was just the three sharks, but there were a dozen octopuses that we did this to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the the replacement crew shows up, which based on the timeline means. 24 hours between at most between the skeleton crew that first crew leaving and this other crew showing up so literally had they waited 24 hours to do this experiment they would have not only avoided the hurricane but they would have had like people there uh let's get this end credit song we not we let's get it end credit start ella cool j singing to us Deepest, cool bluest, shark my rat. hat is like a shark's fin. 
How is I don't okay, I've watched the music video by the way. There's it's the hat's wild. not like up or anything like that. It's it but it's also very wild. He like gets lowered in and out of the water. He's wearing all black contact lenses to look like the sharks. But this is kind of a banger. It is a really fun song. What's not fun is the song that comes after this in the credits. <laughs> and it's a shitty pop cover of that um the weather I can song. Really now, yeah. yeah. But it's like a loose guys. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird cover of that. Yeah, but then there's another Ella rap after that. Called, oh, I didn't uh, see that one. Say what? It's fine. It's more of a normal song. There, are like one or two lines. Like he has a thing about like the deep blue sea in the end. Okay. And there's one rhyme about like making someone like well done beef or something. Uh, but I think it's just it's mostly just normal rap. It's not really in character or anything. So yeah. But that's it, Brian. You son of a bitch. You did it. You did it, buddy. I, I had a blast watching this. I really oh, hell did. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a little blast in the past. See how we like it. See how you guys like it. We are going to rank the movies on our trash scale, which are uh, every man's trash. That is a film that has no redeemable qualities for anyone. There's one man's trash, uh, which is a film that's probably pretty bad, but I'm guessing someone could like it. Uh, Another man's treasure. That's a movie that I kind of like, but I get that it's not everyone's thing or every man's treasure, which is a goddamn classic that everyone should love much like suburban commando or sidekicks. Uh, So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to push it to every man's treasure, but I think I got to go another man's treasure. I, I'm right with you. I I feel it's it's pretty dumb. And I can think I could turn every, every man's treasure, every man's treasure. Bold. Brian's going every man's treasure. Ashley. Okay. One man's treasure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm with you, Brandon. I, I'm with you on this. But this is also one that, like, if I find out that through the grapevine that somebody I know in my life hasn't seen this, I want them to see it. They need oh, yeah. to see it at least once. For sure. Yeah. But if they went, that movie is real dumb, I go, yep. It's both. It's somehow both. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Bri- it is your pick, Brian. With three of us, we're going to go officially. This is another man's treasure. Oh God! I just realized now we have to do goddamn trash to treasure. It's this one. This week's actually pretty fun. Um, I only have. I only pulled Chris. You say this every week, (laughs) guys. This is pretty fun. Oh, here's the harrowing tale of how my whole family died. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Okay. Are you? Are we all ready for it? We're never ready for this. Just, just do it. Sorry, I'm pulling up the note now. Bring it on. Bring it on. This week, I was introduced by a fella. By the name of Stan. Stan on Amazon.com. By the way, this has a whopping like 72% five-star ratings on Amazon Prime. Totally get it because it's a blast. It's a total blast to watch. Completely understand. Stan says five stars and quotes the quote-unquote real Deep Blue Sea. Five stars. My wife had ordered Deep Blue Sea from the on-demand on our cable... And to our astonishment, it was some stupid doll relationship drama. She was furious. And so she asked me to search and order the real Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah, there is some drama called Deep Blue Sea, like from like 2011, I think. The Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Oh, no. The real Deep Blue Sea about the smart sharks with an action-packed story and a stellar cast. I decided just to get the Blu-ray, and I was not disappointed. 
It has a great transition to it, which brought back the chills that we experienced when we saw this in the theater. It was a buy again buy, and yes, the story ends happily for both of the survivors of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo and Juliet works out for all the other people. (laughs) It gets better. And my satisfied wife resulting in a romp in the sack as my reward. She was doubly satisfied. Triple plus five stars. Or maybe she was only satisfied by the movie. Uh Maybe, maybe. That's very possible. I mean, if you've been married for a while, maybe that's fine. Let me tell you guys, they've been married long enough to have a child. Oh, no. Because their second five-star review is for something called Windy. W-I-N-D-I, gas reliever. Five stars. I want to explain what this looks like before I give you the actual actual story. So it looks like um, an old police's whistle, like that tube with the high-pitched sound. And yeah, I'll tell you what happens here. Baby gas is hard. It's hard to be a baby. Yeah, so this is a thing that you put in the baby. And it helps relieve the gas. And it also, yeah. Okay. So it says, poop and hair. Don't care. Five stars. God bless the windy. Or as my wife calls it, the fart straw. My baby has been pretty much screaming for the past five hours. I finally decided to put one of the fart straws to the test. Stop yes. calling it that. Poop blasted out of his little rear. I legit got crap in my hair. He is now sleeping peacefully. So summary. This product is the reason I almost got poop in my face. And I'm praising it because that's how relieved I am that my son is relieved. Oh, the beauty of parenting. Also, it does actually whistle from the gas and it gives me me the giggles five stars so what this what this review tells me is that she she did this she did this got blasted and immediately went to review it on amazon yes with the shit still in her hair and she's just hearing and she's just hearing in the background while the baby's cooing just (laughs) god now i just want the comic of a man shoving a straw up his son's ass you winning son (laughs) give it time hey windy windy son but but here's the thing like and also by the way this product on amazon has like 90 percent five star reviews so apparently this shit works Uh so if you have a kid yes uh i it's always the like the additional thoughts at the end of the review that get me because yeah, like I've, I've you could just stop you could just stop it they works don't. and they great. never do but they're yeah. like no it also with like yeah they'll be like oh this is great i used to watch this with my past boyfriend turns out he was cheating and i'm all alone now but great movie like wait what stop why would you say that part <laughs> why would you say that it ruined my, it ruined my relationship karen <laughs> well we've done chris's bit now it's time for my favorite movie game Movie, movie game, game. Movie, movie game, game. Hooga shaka, hooga chaka. All right, one last week in June before we face the terror that is the summer of sequels. 
<laughs> Chris, you're the last. You're the last one up here in June. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Give us I'm some pretty, idea about what we'll be watching. I am pretty excited about this. Uh, this actually just popped up in my casual viewing uh, during work one week. I just had something on in the background. I had seen this before. I forgot how much I like this movie. It is from the grand year of 2011. It is rated R. Runs an hour and thirty minutes and is classified as a comedy drama. Do you consider it a comedy drama? I 100% do. Okay. It is definitely a, a dramedy. Uh, A-list actors in this? Yes, a couple. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, Ty oh. Burrell, Kristen Schaal is in this movie. I love Kristen Schaal. Yep. Did this film make any type of cultural impact, would you say? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> it's one. Yeah, it's a movie that doesn't exist. Uh, I, I, okay, I'll give you two more people that are in it. Um or three more, Alicia Silverstone, Rob Corddry, and Hugh what? Jackman. What? Yeah. I So another hint to give you, uh, this this is based on an event that takes place at state fairs. So um, it is about carving a dairy product. So is it butter carving, I guess? It is a butter carving movie. Is it called Butter? It is just called Butter. Never heard of this movie. It is really good. It's really good. I, I'm excited for you guys to see it because, again, it completely flew under the radar. This was just a, oh, I like that person. I know that person. And then just threw it on one day. And I was like, this movie is fucking great. Oh, my God. Yeah. The poster is just a giant list of names. And butter. <laughs> it sticks the <to> butter. <laughs> what the hell is this movie? I don't think this movie exists. What have you summoned from a dark realm to us? Uh, and I will just fill you in. Olivia Wilde plays a stripper, and it's fantastic. Oh, my God. Do you guys want to guess how much this made at the box office? Five dollars. Uh, it had a budget of $10.8 It made worldwide $175,000. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> but I, pro I promise you, it is actually a good movie. It just nobody fucking saw this. All right, we'll, well, all right, we'll see. I'm I mean, really excited. I'm really excited to see what you guys think of it. Well, just know, though, like, if, if it pisses us off, you have the summer of sequels coming up, and we might really, we each have two weeks in a row to really know, stick stick the screws to each other if we get mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait till you see my summer of sequel, because my pick is ridiculous. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, when we watch Jennifer Gardner and Hugh Jackman in Butter. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about next week. Uh, so, Brian, what are our social medias? We are on Instagram at Trash Watch Podcast, and we are on Twitter at Trash Watch Cast, and we are on Facebook at uh, Trash Watch Podcast. And of course, if you have a movie you'd like us to review, or if you just want to drop us a line, or if you have a podcast that you want us to guest on, or vice versa, you can drop that in our email. That is Trash Watch Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. All right. Well, we went to the deep blue sea, and next week we're heading to the state fair for butter. I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I'm Brandon. Ashley. And I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect dismount as always. Well done. Well done, Amber Seals. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Oh, Let's Jesus cut all this Christ. out. This is too sad. But keep that. Use that for a tag. <laughs>